Well, during my first 10 plus years as a pastor, I wanted to see people come to faith in Jesus. I wanted people to grow in their faith. I wanted our church to bless our neighborhood, and I wanted people in our neighborhood to be glad that our church was there. And here's why I wanted all those things. I wanted them because they would help our church get bigger, or at least not decline and die. And I know that sounds really awful. Uh, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> I did I did actually care about people. I did actually care about our neighborhood. I did actually care about the world. But I also cared about looking like what we were doing was successful. I also cared about looking like I was a successful pastor. And as a result, so much of my work as a pastor revolved around the need for self-preservation and self-propagation. And then one day... I realized what was going on. I'm Marcus Watson, and you're listening to Episode 1 of Spiritual Life and Leadership. Okay, I admit it wasn't all in one day that I came to this realization. It was over the course of you know, about a year or so, maybe a little bit more, um, that this slowly became clear for me, that these were my motives, that it, a lot of it had to do with my own sense of ego and wanting to look uh, like I had things together and I was successful. And it came uh, through some difficult circumstances, right? A lot of times God teaches us what he needs to teach us when we go through hard times. And uh, that's what happened to me. And we'll talk about some of that, uh, you know, later at, at other times. But let me just say, uh, I'll give you a little introduction as to who I am. Uh, my name is Marcus Watson, and uh, that's Marcus with a K. I should probably say that a lot because most people spell it with a C. Uh, but I'm Marcus with a K. And if you ever need to Google me for whatever reason, if you ever happen to do that, uh You'll need to spell it with a K. So there, there you go. <laughs> uh, and let me just say, man, I am really excited about this uh, first episode of Spiritual Life and Leadership. Um, I'm really excited about the the whole podcast and everything that we're going to get to do together over the coming weeks and months and hopefully years uh, as we learn about spiritual life and leadership and why these two things matter, because they really do. They really matter when it comes to leading churches, to leading uh, missional organizations or missional communities or ministry, any kind of ministry organization, or even if you're a business leader, even even leading your businesses, spiritual life and leadership matters because what matters to God is that his mission is accomplished in the world and he accomplishes his mission not only through churches, but through everyone, through all kinds of people and organizations and, and forms. Uh, and so I think this is really important and that's why I'm so uh, just excited to get to um, go on this uh, journey of learning with all of you. Um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a pastor. I've uh, served in several churches over the last uh, decade or two. Um, not quite two decades, a decade to decade and a half. How about that? <laughs> um, I've worked for a nonprofit, uh, a great nonprofit called Flourish San Diego. And um, uh, they uh, worked with churches and it was a great time of learning uh, for me um, and um, 
A lot of what I'll be talking about in this podcast are things that I learned from my time at Flourish San Diego. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of that uh, down the line. Uh, I went to Fuller Seminary. I did my Master of Divinity degree at Fuller Seminary, and then later I did my Doctor of Ministry degree at Fuller Seminary at, as well. Uh, did it in the uh, uh, area of missional leadership, and I studied under Alan Roxburgh and Mark Branson, and it was just a great experience, and I'm so grateful for all the things that I learned uh, at Fuller, uh, and especially in this Doctor of Ministry program. Um, I'm a husband and a dad, and I love my family. I love my wife. I love my kids. I've got three kids. Uh, right now, their ages range, uh, well, they're 13, 11, and uh, 6. And so it is a busy and fun house here in the Watson household. <laughs> um, uh, good stuff. And you know what? Uh, here's, a, here's a little sneak peek into my life. I, I'm no good at basketball. And uh, I've never really watched basketball or played basketball other than with my friends. I have no basketball IQ. My oldest son, who's 13, loves basketball. He plays on a club team here in San Diego. Uh, he also plays on the local rec team. And uh, he's on his rec team right now, but they don't have a coach. Uh, they couldn't get a coach for his team. And I'm like, oh, I don't want a coach because I don't know anything about basketball. But So finally last week I said, okay, Micah, I'll, I'll coach your team. Um, but you're actually going to have to tell me what to do and say. <laughs> and so tonight is our very first game with me as the coach. Uh, but really just kind of following my 13-year-old's lead uh, as to what we're going to do. So there you go. There's a little bit of my life right there. Um, how about this? Uh, here's a little a sneak peek into who I am. I'm a bit of a geek. I love science fiction. Um, I love a Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan. I was one of those crazy people back in 1999 who camped out on Hollywood Boulevard uh, to see the very first showing of The Phantom Menace um, at the Chinese theater in Hollywood. Did I say that at the Chinese theater in Hollywood? Anyway, it was super fun to camp out in line and to, uh, meet all these other crazy star Wars fans. The movie itself, yeah, not so great <laughs> now. And so, so, you know what, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to star Wars, the original three, are the ones that I think really matter. Um, the second three, the prequels, are also um, good and fun. Uh, no, okay, let me take that back. They're not good and fun. Uh, they tell an important part of the story. How about that? They're not told particularly well. There, <laughs> So you're getting a little bit of my Star Wars thing. And these new movies um, are fun and actually pretty good, but, you know, as a friend of mine put it, uh, they're really just expensive fan fiction. They're not really necessarily part of the Star Wars story or canon, even if the film producers all say, oh, this is part of the canon. All right, if you don't care about Star Wars, I apologize, and I hope I didn't waste too much of your life. Um, uh, now, what what else do I love? Man, I love the church. I love the church. Um, I don't love everything about the church because the church is imperfect. There are lots of imperfect people in the church, and I have experienced both the good and the bad of churches uh, and people in churches. I have been loved and treated with kindness and warmth by people in churches, and I have been treated uh, unkindly, to say the least, by people in churches. And um, But you know, here's the thing, but the church is the beautiful bride of Christ, even with all of its 
imperfection and at times ugliness. The church is the bride of Christ, and the church is is the body of Christ, right? It's Jesus's body here in the world, sent into the world to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And so it's one of those things where um, our identity uh, as the church is so much greater than the reality that we so often live out. But I love the church because Jesus loves the church. And I have great hope that the church can be who God has called the church to be. And this um, this podcast comes in large part out of my love for the church, out of my love for God's people, and out of my love for the world, and uh, and my desire to to see the world experience the healing and the wholeness that God desires for the world, and uh, and that's why this is all about this podcast is all about the spiritual life and leadership, right? Spiritual life. And leadership. Why those two things? Um, so here's here's the thing. Uh, a lot of times we tend to think of these two things as ends in themselves, right? That the spiritual life, in a sense, is the goal. In some ways, some we might believe, sometimes we might believe that it is the goal of um, following Jesus. That we live lives of deep spirituality, and and deep spirituality is really good and important. And I'll tell you why in just a minute, right? But it's not an end in itself, right? Having a daily quiet time, we don't have a daily quiet time for the sake of having a daily quiet time. When I was in college, I learned about the daily quiet time and it was one of the best things I ever learned in my life, right? I was in camp, involved in Campus Crusade for Christ and I learned, I mean, it was a transformative time uh, for me. It was where my faith really became my own. I took ownership of my faith. It wasn't just the faith that I grew up with anymore. Um, I learned to teach. I learned to speak. I learned to share my faith. I saw people come to faith as I shared my faith with them. I mean, it's where I, I learned some of my leadership skills. It was utterly transformative. It's also where I learned the importance of having a daily quiet time. And I was told, hey, as a good Christian, you should have, you should spend 30 minutes a day uh, in Bible study and prayer. I was like, great. Well, then I'll do it. I'll spend 30 minutes a day in Bible study and prayer. Um, And so uh, it it almost became a litmus test for me. How do you know if you're a good Christian? Well, you have a daily quiet time. But the quiet time is not the goal. The quiet time, uh, the spiritual life, is a means toward an end. Uh, I'll explain more about that in just a second. Now, when it comes to leadership, uh, I used to read... A lot of books on leadership. I'd go to leadership conferences. I'd listen to leadership podcasts because I wanted to lead my church well. I wanted to be a great leader. I wanted people to follow me. Why? Well, I wanted to lead well so that we would have better programs in our churches, better ministries in our churches, so that our church would get bigger, so that more people would show up on Sunday morning. So that more people would get involved, so that our attendance would be higher, so that our budget would be bigger. That's why I wanted to be a good leader. Now, there's nothing wrong with um, having a daily quiet time. There's nothing wrong with wanting to uh, intentionally have a a good spiritual life or to become a, a good leader. But I think we often keep them at a sort of a superficial level. 
I don't know if that's the right way to put it. We just don't go as deep into the why of, of these things as we as we could and, and as I think we, we ought to so that we can really know the purpose behind what we're doing and, and stay because of that focused on what really matters. What really matters, right? So why do these two things matter? Why do the spiritual life and leadership matter? Let me talk about leadership first. What does leadership matter? Now, just so you know, in this podcast, uh, I may you know spend a little bit of time here and there on things like productivity or team leading or goal setting or budgets or those kinds of things, but probably not very much. And really probably only if they happen to come up in conversation with someone. Uh, the things that I want to focus on uh, are different, right? Leadership uh, does not matter for the sake of having better programs, right? Leadership isn't there for the sake of having more efficient teams. It's not important so that we come, so that people come to church, come to our churches. Right? The reason leadership matters is for the sake of the world, right? It matters so that we can help our churches, our people, participate in the mission of God. Right? God has a plan for this world, and every human being is called to participate, invited to participate with God in bringing about that which God desires for the world. That's the mission of God. Now, what exactly is the mission of God? We will talk about that next time. <laughs> that's going to be episode two. Um, right? So that's leadership. Leadership matters because ultimately leadership is what allows us to help the people who have been entrusted to us participate with God in the mission of God in the world. Why does the spiritual life matter? Right? The spiritual life matters because it influences and affects and shapes everything else. Right? It, it shapes the way we lead. It shapes and feeds our leadership because it's a matter of our character. Spiritual life matters because it shapes who we are. And ultimately, it doesn't matter who or what we lead or how we lead. Our leadership will always come out of who we are. And so spiritual leadership, in other words, leading churches or missional organizations or missionary organizations or, or anything that seeks to do good in the world, uh, it requires a deep spiritual life. Right? It, it requires a life of deep connection and union with God. And so because of that, we're, we're going to talk a lot about spiritual formation uh, in this podcast. Right? How, in other words, are we formed? Wow, that was loud. I wonder if that actually came through here. I'm going to put my phone on. This is lesson one from my first podcast. Put my phone on uh, airplane mode. How about that? <laughs> um, where was I? Um, right, spiritual leadership requires a deep spiritual life, right? Deep connection and union with God. And so, and so because of that, we're going to talk about spiritual formation, right? A lot about spiritual formation, how we are formed into the kind of people who are deeply connected to Jesus, right? Um, 
Again, not for the sake of merely being connected to Jesus, although that is really important. And you know what? Let me just say our primary calling in the world is to be in relationship with Jesus. But we are called to the spiritual life so that our leadership would flow out of our relationship with Jesus. The spiritual life matters. Who we are, our identity as children of God matters for the sake of the world. Right? For the sake of those who are not yet connected to Jesus. For the sake of all the brokenness and a heartache and, and sin in the world. Right? God wants to heal all of that. And the, our own spiritual lives matter because they shape our leadership. And our leadership is what helps people to bring that healing and wholeness into the world that God wants for the world. All right. Does that make sense? I hope so. Um, but we're going to keep talking about these kinds of things. This is this is what this podcast is all about, right? Really being be the kinds of leaders that God has called us to be by being shaped spiritually deep down. And so we're going to talk about all kinds of things in this uh, podcast. We're going to talk about things like what is the mission of God? That'll be uh, episode two. Uh, we'll talk about things like deep inner life transformation. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Sabbath uh, Right, and other spiritual practices, um, right, the kinds of things that we can intentionally engage in that uh, that help us to to become who we were meant to be, and keep us connected to God, so that our leadership would flow from God. Uh, we'll talk about the Enneagram. Uh, we'll talk about um, uh, what that means. I'll probably get someone on here who knows a lot more about it than I do, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, knowing the Enneagram for me has been really transformative. It's just been really powerful for me to know when I am uh, living out of uh, from a place of health or from a place of unhealth in terms of my own wiring, so to speak. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about rule of life um, and and just ways to structure our lives in order to um, in order that all of our life would. Um, uh, be designed to to help us grow in in our faith. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my son is playing Fortnite downstairs. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, we'll talk about helping our people live out their own sacred callings in the world. Right? Um, every human being has been called by God to participate with God in the healing of the world uh, in their own unique ways with their own giftings and each person has their own sacred calling and how do we help them understand that and live into that calling we'll talk about emotionally healthy spirituality and uh, some of you probably know that those are not my words those are Pete Scazzaro's words and he's written some great books about emotionally healthy spirituality but so helpful to me in my own um, faith life in my own uh, spiritual development in my own life development um, and recognizing areas in which I've been emotionally unhealthy in my spirituality. And that was part of what helped me to begin to see, oh, here's what I'm, oh my gosh, this is more about me than about God and what God wants to do in the world. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we can even get Pete Scazzaro on here. Fingers crossed. Nope. Uh, let's pray. <laughs> oh, Lord. That would be great if Pete Scazzaro could be a guest on here. Uh, we'll see. You know, well, someday maybe that'll happen and you'll all say, hey, we did it. Um, let's see. We'll talk about kind of the the culture and where we are uh, as, a, as the church in the world today. We'll talk about post-Christendom, which is kind of the 
the culture in which we live now, Christendom, is that part, uh, that, that, that realm, so to speak, in which the church is at the center of society and has a lot of influence and power. And in some ways, uh, Christendom is still a reality, but in a lot of ways, it's not anymore. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about exile um, and uh, the ways in which we are not really at home anymore. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? The, for the people of Israel, when they were sent into exile, that was a, a good thing for them. Uh, it helped them find their identity identity in, in God and not in their, well, hey, we're descendants of Abraham, so there, da-da-da-da-da-da, right? And they learned that the importance of uh, seeking the prosperity of the city into which they had been called into exile, right? into which God had carried them into exile, Right? And the church is, is called to pray for the, to seek the peace and prosperity, the shalom of the world in which we live, even when we feel like we're in exile. Uh, we'll talk about things like embracing my brokenness. Right? Uh, we're all broken and we're all sinful. Uh, none of us are perfect. And the amazing thing is that God loves, loves us even in our brokenness and embraces us even in our brokenness and when we can understand that oh that changes so much for us all right we'll talk about being god's beloved right and when we can identify more than anything else as god's beloved right that is transformative um just like john uh, john the apostle right who always referred to him as the one jesus loved uh, i used to always think of that as um well, gosh, he seems so arrogant, right? You think like he's the only one that Jesus loved, but no, no, no. I forget who said this. Maybe it was Brennan Manning. He said it's not that he thought he was more loved than the other disciples. It's just that for him, the only thing that mattered was that he was the one Jesus loved, right? That was his primary identity, was the one Jesus loved. I'm loved by Jesus. That's the most important thing that anyone needs to know about me. You don't even need to know my name. Right. And so we'll talk about that. Oh, gosh, there's so much good stuff, and I can't wait to get to it all. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and I'm excited that you are going to be a part of this, that you're going to be a part of this um, podcast and about this learning experience and hopefully dialogue. Um, and maybe some of you out there right now will get a chance to interview you and just kind of hear about how God has been at work in your life and the way you have been transformed in your spiritual life and how that has affected your leadership and, uh, you know, maybe mistakes that have been made, successes you've experienced and all kinds of things. We want to learn from each other. That's what this is all about. Um, and so, uh, so thank you for, uh, being here with me today. Let me give you just a couple of things here at the end. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, my Twitter handle is at Marcus Watson. Again, that's Marcus with a K, M-A-R-K-U-S-W-A-T-S-O-N. Uh, you can also check out my website, www.marcuswatson.com. Again, Marcus with a K, so www.markuswatson.com. And uh, I would love to add you to my email address, uh, my email list. And you can do that uh, by signing up for my email list on my website, which at the moment of this recording is not set up, but hopefully it will be by the time this goes out or shortly thereafter. And uh, you can keep checking back if, if it's not set up by the time you get there. Very unprofessional. 
but whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful uh, that I get to do this and that you uh, are going to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to the ways not only that I can bring what I've learned, but that I can keep learning from those that I interview and from those of you who are listening as we have opportunities to dialogue. I'm excited about that. And uh, I'm looking forward already to episode two of this podcast. And so I will see you next time right here on Spiritual Life and Leadership. <laughs>